Hi, I'm Stephanie Wainwright. I'm a wife, a mom, a business owner, and my life is chaotic all the time. So I created this podcast to help you find the funny, the good, while navigating through the chaos. This is Chaotic Compass Podcast. So it's Chaotic Compass, and we have a special guest this evening. Get a little round of applause. <laughs> we have Steve, and we have Curtis here from Nashville Nights. I swear, I'll get it straight this evening. And they have agreed to not be kidnapped from me, but, you know, at least better than my husband. He usually just subjects for me to kidnap them. So I have an actual guest here tonight. So, so. Are we your first guest? Yeah, like legit. Like That's first. awesome. So, so it's usually it's I'll kidnap my husband or my uh, my kids. So ah. yeah, and so it's legit first guest for real. So that's why I was like, eh, I do this in my bedroom, so <laughs> or my closet. So um, thanks for coming out here, guys. And just for a little plug, uh, Chase Roofing has graciously offered their office here in Williamsburg to uh, subject me taking over this evening. So. There's that little plug, but, um, so tell me a little bit about you guys, like just what you do, like what is, I mean, I know what you do. I've witnessed it, but a lot of people don't know. Yeah. So we are a nineties country cover band. Um, that's, that's about what we do. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> simple. The you quickest know? elevator pitch ever. Yeah, no, I mean, you really don't have to sell much more than that. Right, when you yeah. start telling people, um, you know, I, I liken us to the DeLoreans of the 90s country world. Um, we are, are pretty strict on our set list about what we play and, and keep it true to that genre of music. And we are really 90s country fans playing to 90s country fans. Well, yeah, I don't think there was a song that you guys played that I didn't know. So that was kind of nice. So if I didn't know it, I probably would have been like, that probably wasn't 90, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of my jam. But I, the first time I saw you, you guys were playing at the Norva, which mm. is pretty pretty rad. So, like, how did that come about? Like, that's really a big, awesome venue, and we I heard it through friends. And so how did that come about? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Curtis is like, I got nothing. <laughs> um, so uh, I have a day job. So I was at my day job, and my, my text message went off, and I have a – you know, Google voice for the, the band phone. And I uh, kind of ignored it and was doing what I was doing. About 15 minutes later, I looked at it and uh, I was like, hey, this is so-and-so from the Norva. Would you guys like to play here? And I was like, hey, I'll be right back. Yeah, so, I'm going to take this call. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I we were text messaging back and forth. And yeah, they uh, out of the blue, it was amazing. You know, this really? band's only been around for about 15 months or so. Yeah, something like that. And, um, you know, to get a phone call from a, a nationally known venue right. um, is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. you got to take that call for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I called these guys. I was like, hey, question. <laughs> Would you yeah. like to play? That's really awesome. And awesome notes that you were nominated Veer Magazine's 2023 Best Themed and Tribute Band of the Year. That's really awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah, a cool nomination, and then to win it is pretty pretty rad as well. So <laughs> congratulations on that, guys. But Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah it's like, crazy. So how did you guys start? So you're saying so 15 months. You've only been officially together. Well, Steve and I have played together since the end of 2015, uh, when the band at the time was looking for a guitar player, and I contacted them, and and we got together and started working. Um, but that was a completely different vibe, different group right, right. Of, of, of musicians. 
And then when we stopped for the lockdown of COVID and all that stuff. Right. Um, and Steve and I had kind of bounced around the idea of the 90s cover band. Mm-hmm. And um, when we started coming out of COVID, right, you, uh, he contacted me and said, hey, why don't we do this? And it works for me. Very cool. So, Very yeah, cool. It's, yeah, it's been a blast. So what did you originally play? So we were uh, just a, a bar band that yeah, did just country, all, all, all kinds things. of yeah. you know, country variety thing that you would go to any, you know, any so there's a, there's a ton of venues around Hampton Roads, if you're not familiar with Hampton Roads, if you're listening to this. A uh, lot of really good, talented musicians around here, a lot of places to play music. Um, and we did that you know, every weekend, you know, until 2 o'clock in the morning, we were that band. Yeah, nice. Um, you know, I, I joke that Curtis is my third longest relationship. Because <laughs> 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 we have been, you know, playing pretty steady together. Um, and the, the 90s thing really came about, like, like Kurt said, um, you know, we'd pitched it back and forth but we were in a groove and we played a lot um, before COVID and then um, we were doing an acoustic show uh, coming out of COVID and there was the average age of the crowd about nine o'clock was about 22 years old and we played we played some old 90s and our old country and I was like I don't know how this is gonna go over buddy so you know we we played uh, I think it was check yes or no and they just they knew every word, and I I looked at him. And I'm like, oh man, Thanks. oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. This is something we I need know. To when do. we went, I mean, I was thinking, you know, it was just going to be like my age and you know, older. But it was there was a ton of young people, some of them that couldn't even drink in there, and I was mm. like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's been surprising to us too. Yeah. to to see. Um, yeah, no judgment or anything. It's just cool to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. How many young people know? Yeah. And they're really young to me, you know. I'm <laughs> they're really young uh, to me too, uh, <laughs> to be <no>. fair. <laughs> it's yeah, we, either there's either it's like my parents' age, my age or tw- they're 12. Like there's no in between. Like Yeah. <laughs> we did a college night um out in Farmville, um uh, essentially for Longwood and um HSC out there. And uh it's a it's a great venue. Uh, we played there a couple times and they call us to do a college night and I was like, "Do you you know we play '90s country, but right. like, yep. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're down. So uh, we get out there, and and those kids uh, not only did they pack the place, but they literally knew every word to every song. And I think it was uh, again check yes or no. We yeah. played that, and I just stopped singing because it was, right. yeah, just, it, was yeah. it was crazy. It was insane. It was insane. So it kind of gave us a little bit of validation again of what we were doing. Right. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So how have you, along the lines, met all of the other members of the band? Yeah. So uh, I found Kurt on Craigslist, believe it or not. Craigslist. That's Craigslist. cool. Craigslist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bringing it back. I think, that, I mean, it still exists, but you actually have to pay for things on there now, which is like. Well, this uh, is back when I didn't yeah, have, we didn't have was, to pay for it. When it was free. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know where else to look for musicians that I, I didn't know. So um, he answered that call and. Uh, Kurt is retired army uh, musician. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your service, sir. And um, I found that uh, once you kind of find that world, um, you know, he he knows a ton of people. And, uh, you know, we met uh, a sound engineer from the army at a gig kind of by by accident and that guy introduced us to our drummer and our drummer brought in our bass player and they brought in the piano player. So, uh, and those guys are uh, active duty army now. So Very cool. Yeah. 
it's been really lucky. I've been, I've been really, really lucky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's interesting to see how, how people go from one place to another. Um, it's interesting to hear people's story. I'm always about people's stories and, and what I actually do for a living, not just this, but, uh, talking to people and not just giving them the service that, you know, we, we provide it's, it's more about the, the, the connection and that that's what I appreciate. So what is the most favorite? I know it's like most favorite or favoritest. I don't think either of the ones. Are. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, grammar is not. So what is your most favorite thing about what you do? Well, walking on stage at the Norville with 600 <laughs> right. people out there. That was, that was pretty good. Next yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the most favorite thing for me about this band is um, that everybody takes it very seriously. You know, you can rely on people to learn the music. This is a problem that we, you know, Steve can attest to. You play in bar bands like we used to. Um, you know, you never know if somebody's going to learn the part or even be able to execute a certain part. Um, so the guys that we work with in Nashville Nights are all pros and uh, it can really play well. And, you know, just as, as a professional musician, that's a, you know, that's a great thing to have. Right, definitely. Uh, in your corner. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, walking on stage with... 600 people who were there yeah. for you is you it's hard to beat that maybe yeah. what 900 people would be better right. i don't know yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what's what's next um, level from i that, actually but. i really enjoyed building the the band yeah um i do a lot of behind the scenes work um the marketing and the hustling and and i really enjoy that so as much as i enjoy playing and singing and um you know the crowd reaction and all that stuff I, watching this this project grow almost yeah. like a little kid Come growing up. It's, you know? Yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy. Yeah, um, very cool. Yeah. Okay, what's your least favorite thing? No, I don't, I don't think there's anything that um, that I that I don't like about it. Sometimes the late nights, you know, driving back from a gig that's a, an hour or two away when you've played late, you know, those kind of things. And of course, moving equipment around—that's drag. we're working on getting some roadies that'll be cool we're only about this far away (laughs) (laughs) tour bus next level yeah yeah hey i tell you what dreams i will move some equipment if we got a tour bus right (laughs) i would trade the roadies for the tour bus right i think the the most challenging part i won't say it's my least favorite but it's just the most challenging is is scheduling um i've got you know five other schedules to deal with um we all have lives and families and dealing, you know, getting everybody on board and um, getting the venues to commit uh, at a reasonable time so I can, you know, lock these guys in and, and say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're good for this gig is that's probably the most challenging part. Right. Honestly, is it like group text to just like, hey, respond, yes, no? Like. So we have a calendar, right? Ooh, fancy. So yeah. these guys are great about letting me know when they're not available, and then um, so I can I can give a pretty quick answer to a venue, like, hey, you know, I'll confirm, but we're we're pretty good for this date, and then it's a, usually a group text message on on Messenger, and I I send a little poll out, you know, we good for this or not, right? And um, everybody's awesome. The, the band is great about responding. It's, yeah, it's trying to get our schedule as a group to line up with the venue. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. communication is definitely key, especially when you have that many moving parts with everybody's, you know, thing going on. So that's cool. What's the most valuable lesson you've learned so far with what you're doing now? Hmm. I think, I don't know if I would call it a lesson, but something that's been really brought into clear relief is that if you have a plan and it's a good plan, and somebody's 
you know, and you have somebody working with you who can execute it, you know, it'll work if, if you, you know, you can't just talk about what you want to do. Right. You, know, you got to plan it and execute the plan and, um, and you can make it happen. And we owe, you know, that's, that's Steve, you know, yeah. the marketing <laughs> and the planning and the booking gigs and stuff like that. You know, all I'm doing is playing songs that I already played back in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> when they were new. Right. <laughs> uh, the most valuable lesson I think I've learned in this band has been um, really setting boundaries and sticking to them. So you won't find us playing, you know, uh, at, on, you know, in bars, in the corner of a bar with people half paying attention, watching the game. Like I said, there's a lot of talented musicians out there. And, you know, I... I commend them for, for spending those super late nights in a bar for not a lot of money, you know, to do what they do to uh, do what they love. But when we, when we put this project together, um, I kind of had a decision to make and, and we were going to choose um, worth over, over value. Right. So, right. or understanding the difference between worth and value. And I think that's where some of our counterparts could, could probably learn a little bit of a lesson. Um, that when you tell somebody this is what we're worth and this is, you know, either in time or set length or whatever. And we come in with, with like Kurt said, with a plan and you got to prove their value. And I think we were able to put a, a project together that we could prove the value of, of what we can bring. And, uh, you know, there are plenty of venues that I said no to and for a, var a variety of reasons, but that kept us on track and if you look at our social media, you know, you'll only, only see us on, you know, some pretty legit stages and or at concert series or some outdoor events. Um, and I think that's really what has helped us. We, we've moved along pretty quick, right. you know, from from startup to uh, we're, we're playing three national venues next month. Yeah. So, yeah. So were you uh, so have you always been selective um, since it's been the bigger group or ha once it became the bigger group, you were like, yeah, okay. once. Yeah. Once I had uh, a group of unbelievable, talented musicians, I could not look at these guys and ask them to play for a hundred bucks or less a night. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know that the the public really understands how the the business works. Um but the, the musicians that you go see um, or you're at a bar and they happen to be playing there, you know, they're, they're there because they love to play. You know, and they may be playing five, six nights a week if they can to pay the bills because it, it doesn't really pay a whole lot. But you know, I, I kind of made the call and, and I talked to them about it, but I, I wasn't going to go that route. And if that only meant that we played two shows a month, but they were fun shows, I mean, it wasn't even about the money. It was about having a, a, a really good experience on stage. Um, and they agreed. So it was great because I, I wasn't being pressured to find these guys, you know, gigs to, yeah. you know, to, to pay the bills. Right. And it, it, they were happy to play two shows or three shows a month that were fun for them. And uh, the, the rest will follow. The money will follow. Yeah. I, I mean, playing only a few shows a month is really kind of cool, you know, as opposed to playing every weekend. Right. Yeah. You know, um, because you look forward to playing more and, you know, you have more energy when you show up at a gig and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, stays, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it stays exciting and fresh for us, too. So we were able to, you know, maybe we'll, we'll learn two or three songs here and there. We'll change the set list just slightly, you know, so that um, it's not 
it's not boring for us, right? And we get excited and if we're excited and that, that translates to the crowd and the crowd throws it back at us and we get more excited. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. No, I appreciate that from musicians because there's a couple of bands that we listen to, you know, periodically and it's like I can predict exactly which song you're going to sing. You sing it very well, nothing against you, but it's like, okay, I know what songs we're going to sing tonight. And so right. it's like, but no, I appreciate kind of, when do you get time to actually um, practice different songs as far as? So there's practice and there's rehearsal, Ooh, right? Okay. So uh, these guys are fantastic about practicing at home mm-hmm. and learning the material. Homework. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really do, do their homework. And I, I think I can attribute that and Kurt can correct me if I'm wrong. Is the, that's the army way is you. Um, sure. Yeah. That's a huge advantage having people with military background, you know, they have the discipline and the desire to, right. to do things in, a, in the right way, in a professional manner. So. But it also means when we do get together and rehearse, um, you know, it's like putting a puzzle together and we're able to, you know, iron out the, the little things, you know, here and there. And, um, you know, Kurt's our, our music director, so he's able to, um, you know, really uh, get us all on, on the same quote-unquote sheet of music, you know, and get six people to, to work no, no pun in harmony, you know, to, to put this amazing product out. And cool. Yeah. Nice. That's exciting. So, I mean, how many new songs do you try to introduce and like how often, like, are you trying to do new things a lot or is it just, uh, well, periodic? The, the way that we've kind of approached it is we have more songs than we need for a show. So we can rotate some stuff in and out. So that's not the same tunes every time. And then occasionally, you know, we'll put in three or four brand new songs like we just did the other day. We added some, some totally new stuff. So I, I guess it, it kind of depends on um, the venues we play a little bit too. You know, we don't want to go into the same venue playing the same exact set list as we did previously. Right, right. No, I hear that. Yeah, it's hard though because, you know, the, the set list that you heard, I mean, that's, those are all, God, they're all bangers, you know, and it's like, okay, if we're going to take out a song like, I don't know, Neon Moon, right? Right what are we going to replace that with that's going to get the same reaction? Right. And, and it's really, it's, it's two things. It's energy and reaction, right? So we write a set list to give you kind of a wave of energy yeah. as you're in the crowd. So you're not way up high for too long and you're not bored with three or four ballads in a row, right? So we really try to write that to, to give the audience kind of a, a relief of sorts and then bring them right back up where they're screaming and dancing and jumping around. So it's, it's, it's challenging to figure out, okay, take an iconic song like Neon Moon. Let's take it out. Let's find something that works just as well. Right. You know, that without losing, yeah. yeah, without losing that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. No, I, I mean, that's, I appreciate that as far as the different tones and textures that you have brought into the different playlists, because for, for us, it was, it was just, uh, well, for me, my husband was more of an REM guy during that time. So it's fine. <laughs> we don't judge him. It's fine. But <laughs> for me, it was, it was more of, um, just, uh, bringing back, it was like, wow, it was like, I can remember listening to a song all the time, you know, and it was like, okay, and then, and now it's like, oh, wow, that was like my first dance in like middle school, you know, and so it's like, okay, and so, I, you know, you're bringing all of those feelings and vibes back, so it's pretty cool, so. On the hard days, mm. yeah, like on the hard days, how do you keep pushing through? I don't, I don't know if we've had super hard oh, days. See? look, okay. <laughs> Like, that's one of those just, like, yeah, giving up. Like, I mean, look, way to go, look, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, we've been around enough enough projects to know that you never know when this train is going to pull into the station and stop, right. right? 
Uh, so we really do take it gig by gig and, uh, you know, phone call by phone call and opportunity by opportunity. And, um, you know, I think the fact that we don't play, you know, every, every weekend that we're not traveling and touring around, um, you know, like on a bus, you know, we're right. gone for a month. Yeah. I think that that helps a lot because things stay, like Kurt said, they stay fresh and uh, exciting for us. And we, I think we're, we're generally a, like each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, you enjoy each yeah, other. That makes we, it easy. We do. And, um, you know, and it is business. So it's not like we're going to get together and we're going to waste four hours on, you know, drinking and, and not getting work done. We get together for rehearsal. And if we rehearse for two hours, I mean, we're playing for two hours. Right. Or we're, you know, we're working for two hours. Um, yeah. So, which, you know, allows us then to say, hey, all right, well, we're done with rehearsal. Let's go grab a beer, you know, sometimes, or, you know, it, it's not pulling the guys away from their families for all night, you know, two or three nights a week. Right, right. No, I hear that. No, so, that, you know, cool. luckily, really knock on wood, um, we haven't had a, a whole lot of hard, hard times. So how did you get through COVID? I mean, for me, that's like, that's mm. a hard time for musicians. Like how did, I know it wasn't the big band then, but as far as. Yeah. Guys, so I didn't play. Um, like. This I didn't really di- either. No. Didn't at all. No. Mm-mm. Nothing on, like, weren't just like, hey, let me just go Facebook Live just to do something. I did or, some Facebook Live stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Just, you know, played just, and sang some tunes just for the Just for the, for the heck of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I can't do anything else. But, um, so. <laughs> yeah, what year was, was it 2019 was when the lockdown happened? Whatever year. Uh, 2020. 2020. Okay, so yeah. I played a St. Patrick's Day gig in March. Yeah, that was right, mm-hmm. as it was shutting down. Yep, and it was like the next day, it was like, that's it. Everything yeah. Set. And I didn't play another gig until the following June. Wow. So I didn't do anything that whole time, but practice, you know, sit around noodling and practicing and stuff. Yeah, we would literally put bands on, like, they would play in, like, live. Everybody's doing mm-hmm. lives. And so that we would just put it on the TV in the living room. And then it was, like, you think, like, Neon Moon or, like, A String of Blue Lights. We literally put that in our living room and, like, had margaritas on Cinco de Mayo. We were like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything else, but this is what I can do because we're going to drive each other crazy. Yeah. So we came out of that doing acoustic shows, you know, just, just yeah. the two of us. And I was like, man, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there were some good things that came out of the lockdown. I mean, if you want to try to look on the bright side. Um, when this venue started having live music again, they started the earlier. Yeah. You know? So instead of 10 to 2, like I'm doing tomorrow night, right. <laughs> you know, it was you know, 8 to midnight or something like that, or even earlier than that. So that was, you know, was kind of cool. Yeah, like definitely a plus. Things came out that way. And a lot of venues have stayed with that since then. You know. Yeah, you've noticed that people are kind of coming out earlier mm-hmm. now to but i mean i maybe it's just because i'm getting to that age i'm you know i'd rather be in bed by midnight and not out but you know right <laughs> just say you know but we, we when we went to norfolk um we actually we had got because i was like i'm not driving home because i think you guys got off a stage like midnight i was like i'm not driving yeah, home it was like, like 11 yeah, 30 yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it was so, kind of unintentional it was, this show wasn't supposed to go that long yeah, well, well, no, we our, it, our opener uh, had some technical issues that he yeah. had to work through and then he wanted to play so yeah. <laughs> we no, want to play kept going he kept pushing through so he did yeah. he, he's uh he's actually going to be with us in um in richmond yeah 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 very cool Thanks. yeah <laughs> no we um when we had gone there we had stayed at um it was random we just popped in and stayed at the hotel down there but um shout out to uh 
it's the grilled cheese bistro. Yes. Holy heck. Oh my God. I never knew that I could love a grilled cheese so hard, but Wait, like. Yeah. There's a bistro hey. that specializes in grilled cheese sandwich? Yes. yes. But uh, like, it's how not How do I just, not know about this? Right. It's, it's this <laughs> tiny little hole in the wall, but oh my God. it is, it is. It's amazing. amazing. Hey, if you're listening, grilled cheese right, bistro. Right. Yeah. Just saying, just a little plug <laughs> for grilled cheese bistro. They are, they are amazing. But that was, that ended up being our date night. We did grilled cheese bistro and then <laughs> you guys, so no, it's really cool. Um, the, just the, the vibe coming in there, usually in downtown Norfolk, there isn't as many um, country people down there at the, that concentration. And like when we all kind of dispersed out of there after it, I was like, everybody's wearing plaid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask them how many tickets they, we had sold. Um, I didn't ask them what the, what the expectation of the crowd was going to be. These guys kept asking and I, I finally got the numbers like the day before, I think. And they weren't as large as the crowd that was there. Right. So, you know, it was even more people than we expected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember walking on, uh, on stage and looking at uh, Adam, the drummer, and he's like, you know, all big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it whoa. Was a ton of people. Yeah. yeah. And that actually is my first time ever being at the Norva because it's such like, a great room. Yeah. It's a really cool place. So it's yeah. just interesting of how the aesthetic. It does remind me of Vanguard a lot too, as far as like the old brick and just kind of, you know, you mm-hmm. can get a good feel when you walk in there. It's not like dark and dingy, you know? No, so it's that's really one cool. of the Rolling Stone top venues of the country. I did not know that. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. It's got quite a history if you dive into it a little bit. Yeah. I'll have to do that. Like, yeah. but you know, shout out to the Norva. They were yeah. really cool. And they, they, they treated us like yeah, rock stars. Yeah. It was amazing. Nice. Yeah. Those guys were great. Very cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's so, I'm just telling you, like, when you can have that many people there and you can literally walk up to the bar and grab a drink and come back and not really miss a whole verse, I was like, <laughs> yeah, they're doing something right. <laughs> so, yeah. But they had it they had it going on. So um, what is uh, a big goal for you guys for 2023? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, didn't, I saw the questions, but I didn't think yeah. it too much. I uh, I want to I want to I want to travel a little bit more. Um you know, not necessarily maybe like tore it out, but I think it would be fun to go to some cool places and, and do a show or two and spend a, a day or two in that, you know, in that town and come back, you know? So that's, that's one goal. I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, we've been pretty fortunate to be where we're at right now. Riding the wave. <laughs> yeah, we are, you know, it's like day by day, kind of phone call by phone call. we got a, a couple irons in the fire that we're really excited about. I, I wish I could talk about them, but um, you know, hopefully you'll see some announcements pretty soon. We've got, uh, another big announcement for the Norva show on March 24th coming out next week. So that's, I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. That's going to be great for the people who, who go to the show. Nice. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah really tour around the places I've never been and play a show and, and kind of hang out. And we, we've talked about some specialized shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. we might, uh, Put together. I don't know if you want to talk about exactly what that was, but uh. Uh, we talked about um, maybe putting like a, a special night of like, uh, for instance, Garth Brooks and Brooks and Dunn. You know, oh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. we just do like the best of. Yeah, I think it would be fun for us. I think it would be um, fun for the crowd, uh, especially the places that we play often. Um, it'd be different for them, but still. Man, who doesn't love those two? Right, yeah. I mean, and they have a ton. So, you know, oh just like literally just make one night of Garth Brooks, you know. Like oh, my God. Of his top hits. Not yeah. even and like, that's, that's, a, that's a, another hard thing about this band is really picking which two. Because they're all so good. All and to not have, I mean, we got like 
three or four Garth Brooks songs and three or four right, Brooks right. and Dunn yeah. songs. You gotta avoid uh, overdoing it too much. Yeah, right. to try to balance the set out a little yeah. bit. So uh, the next Norma show, you'll probably hear a little bit more of a balanced set, but that's that's tough because there's so many good songs. Yeah, yeah. No. I went. I actually geeked out one afternoon and went through our entire set list and looked up where <laughs> chart position of every song. You know, right. when it first came out, and the lowest position we had was we had one song that was number four. Yeah, the billboards. That was the highest it made, it. and uh, everything else was obviously mostly, almost all number one, some number twos and number threes. So I mean, like Steve said, there's just and it was such a great era of music um, for country music. You know, there were a lot of really distinctive personalities. Uh, at that time, they were putting out a lot of good music. And that music really influenced a lot of what you hear on the, the radio today from some of the right. newer artists. I mean, you know, like Luke Combs, you can't listen to him and not hear 90s country. Right, yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so. he's got a whole vibe going on there. And uh, honestly, it's like there's only a few select people now that have that vibe. They're more, and not, not you know, dogging them or anything, but it's, mm. it's more edgier. You know, mm -hmm. it's not that wholesome, you know, it's not the feel from mm -hmm. you know the 90s songs that we like yeah. so but yeah i think the 90s was really the last decade of country music where country music was really its own thing right and then other outside influences r&b and rock and stuff started coming in in the early 2000s and and still are, are kind of an influence in that style you know there's a lot of crossover in the styles, so uh, that's a great thing I think that people like about the '90s country. It's very much its own thing. That's a very good assessment. That was a very good assessment, Kurt. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's interesting to see, like, the, the new songs that are coming out now. It's like, uh, I think it was, like, Flo Rider is, got, is, like, partnered up now, and it's like, okay, all right, you know. It's cool, but I don't We got the commercial side of the business, I think, is very different than right. the non-commercial side. I, I, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's quite a divide. I think when uh, Chris Stapleton kind of came and, and went from writing everybody's music right, to, to actually getting in front of a mic and people were like, oh my wow. God, that guy can It was sing. like that one year that he won like four awards yeah. and everybody was like, who's this kid? Who is this yeah. guy? He's <laughs> yeah. been writing everybody's songs for 25 years. Yeah. Um, Tyler Childress. Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. So I think you've got like a, a, a divide in the, in the commercial world where you've got that kind of folky Tyler Childress where people love and then you've got the the very commercialized country you know where you've got intermixed in rap and rock and country and yeah which is cool it's like but to each their own for sure yeah 100 yeah. percent yeah it's like and it's so interesting so it's like my husband was very much into you know uh rem and like that vibe in the 90s and i was very hardcore in a country but we've kind of reversed roles i'll i'll listen to lithium on xm all the time <laughs> and or i'll listen to old 90s country and now he's really into like the new country artist and it's like I don't even know this song. Like, who who is this? What? what okay, it's interesting to see the the flip flop back and forth between him and I. But so you said you found us from a friend. Yeah, church. Yeah, church. Yeah, he. Uh, we uh, we were. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were at some concert, and he was like, "Hey, uh, you guys need to check out this band. It's coming to to the Norva next month." And I was like, "Oh, wow, cool." And I, he was like, yeah, all 90s country. And I looked you guys up, and it's literally like in your, like, oh, I was like, maybe they sing 90s country. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe I should check that out. <laughs> <So>. Yes. <laughs> Church is the, the big tall guy. Yeah. Jeff Church. Yeah. 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 Probably yeah. just called him out. He's not yeah, going to be happy. I don't even know. Yeah. He's, he, I'm, I'm tall, and he's taller than me. So, you know, he's about six 
inches taller. He's than been me. to like four or five. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's hardcore music, really. Yeah. But yeah, hardcore country. So. And that's you know that's one of my favorite things about being in this band is that people are coming out to see us. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it's not a situation where you're showing up and playing at some bar and whoever's there is there. And every right. time you play that bar, those people are there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's their bar. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are coming out to see us because they want to come out and see us. And that's, that's you know, pretty cool. That's really, pretty amazing. Actually. Yeah, that's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's super humbling too. You yeah. Know, we are, we, I'm super grateful not only be on the stage with these guys, but be able to play for the people who, who are real fans of, of nineties country. And that's, that's a fun experience to share with them. You know. There's only a few of the the older country songs that I know line dances to, but I definitely can appreciate it because church taught me those. And yeah. so I think it's like make a little segment for line dancing songs just for for those guys. <laughs> Not necessarily me, but you know, for those guys. <laughs> now you got to learn one then. Like I think you have to learn a line dance song just so. Uh, you see, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I am terrible at He's that. Like, no, we're yeah. not gonna do that. No, nope, well, I'll be limping on stage with <laughs> with crutches. <laughs> it's like, much more fun watching watching those guys do it. Yeah. Nice. Very yeah. cool. No, I think that was all um I had. Uh so did you want to talk about your upcoming shows that you guys yeah, got absolutely. coming Yeah, Absolutely. Um so this weekend we're um up on the eastern shore. So if you're up there listening, there's still some tickets available. We're at the uh Exmoor Moose Launch. They're that is Saturday, Saturday the 18th. 18th. Yeah. But before that, if you're down in Chesapeake, we're doing an acoustic teaser at Pellhurst Coffee. They're uh, one of our sponsors. So uh, we're doing a little acoustic thing down there about 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, February 18th. We'll be there till about one o'clock, headed up to Eastern Shore for that show. So there's still tickets available for that. And then uh, March is a pretty big month for us. So on the 18th, we'll be in Hampton at the Vanguard. Uh, it's kind of home base for us. Um, doing a St. Patty's Day weekend show. So uh, a little country on St. Patty's Day weekend. And then uh, big end of the month, we got um, the 24th. We're at the Nor- Norfolk. 25th at the Richmond, uh, the National in Richmond. And the 31st, we're at Ramshead Live in Baltimore. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's uh, nice yeah, idea. we're that's really right excited about yeah. that. Um, yeah. So and there was talking a, about, you know, going away for a weekend there. You got like, you make yeah, it, make it, absolutely. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's happening slowly gig by gig. Right. Um, but, uh, and there's, like I said, there's a couple other irons in the fire around the end of the month too. So we are, we're hoping to make some big announcements. Um, but for the Norva, we've got uh, tailgate down is going to open for us. And then we're doing an after party, um, which I'll announce right now. So oh, okay. yeah, here we go. After party at Chicho's on Granby, right behind the Norva. Tailgate Down will be playing that uh, after the show. Very so cool. everybody can come hang out with us uh, after the show and uh, listen to those guys and have a couple beers and eat some pizza. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little uh, closer setting, you know, so it can actually be, you know, more meet and greet and talk. Yeah. And meet and greet and just hang out. And, and, and those guys are, are great. So uh, listen to some more music and another, like I said, another big announcement coming up next week for the Norva show. Yeah, we'll stay tuned. You guys have to check uh, Nashville Nights out. Um, they're on Facebook and Instagram, so they post regularly as far as what they've got coming on, so yeah. check them out. If you, yep. if you can't remember the band name, just remember that, 90scountryband.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very so, cool. No, yeah. that's it. I appreciate you guys coming all the way out here. We're, um, we're up in Williamsburg, so it's a little hike, but no I think problem. you guys Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks.
So just wanted to take one more moment to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the lead vocalist and the lead guitarist from the Nashville Knights band, the 90s country band. Uh, so it was really awesome to sit down with these guys. And so Jake, thanks for, for listening through the whole episode. Uh, getting on to the topic of this evening as well, we have um, our giveaway for two tickets for the Nashville Knights Bands concert that's happening in Richmond, Virginia um, at the National on March 25th at 8 p.m. Um, and those two tickets are going to Sally Harrison. Uh, she was on Facebook. Um, I don't see a, a town where she's at, but we're going to reach out to Sally Harrison on Facebook and uh, get her those tickets. So again, thanks guys for tuning in and I hope you have a wonderful full day. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate all of your love and support. If you really love today's episode, you should subscribe. And if you subscribe, then you get notifications of when my next episode launches. So another way to be super awesome would be to leave a rating and review or recommend it to your friends and family. If you're wicked awesome, you've already done all three. Another way to keep up with me and my crazy family is check out my website at chaoticcompass.com and I do blog and other stuff there. So I appreciate everything for you guys. I do this for you. So keep it up because the more you subscribe, the more I do.